Eat Yourself Better is brought to you by Be Fit Food. Join the Winter 28 Day Challenge and lose between 5 and 10 kilos in just 28 days. Today on the show. I'm working on my eating. In fact, Kate, I think when we caught up and you know you were sharing your story and I was definitely inspired by it, I'm pretty sure I ordered a bowl of chips. I'm just like... Co-founder and managing director of Thank You, best-selling author, an inspiration to many and a hot chips lover. It's Daniel Flynn. One planet, two extremes. And the whole thank you concept is like, what if? What if that could exist simply for the end of extreme poverty? Welcome back. We caught up with Daniel Flynn online from his home. Here's how it went. We are really honored to have you on the show. You have uh, inspired many people um, with the company you created. Um, I was brushing up on my Daniel Flynn on YouTube. I have tears in my eyes every time I watch some of your your talks. You do such incredible work. How do you maintain it? How do I maintain it? Oh, your energy, your your passion for it. Is it tiring for you? I, I'm sure it's such an amazing, incredible, rewarding job. Yeah, look, it, it is. It is definitely rewarding. Um, I... You know, I think the passion, I think passion comes from, if you have a vision burning in you, right? So this this drive, this deeper drive, you know, people call it purpose. People call it knowing your why. When you have that, I think that is absolutely where it comes from. But I'll be honest, there are many days where I know I have to get up and go again mm-hmm. and I have to uh, deliver whatever message it is or pitch it is with that same level of passion, but I feel like I have nothing left. Um, I have nothing to give. Funnily enough, it's often those days that people are like, that was the best talk or that was, yeah. that was by far your best presentation. I'm like, I literally thought I was, I had nothing left. Um, Something though that someone told me once, a mentor, mentor said to me this thing about storytelling. He said that when you tell a story, you have to tell it every single time as if it's the first time you've told it. Mm-hmm. Really? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, because while you may think here I go again, mm. this is the first time this person has ever heard it and they need to hear it. And you'll never, you'll never be able to communicate um, well unless you put yourself into that moment. Like, this is my first time. So I often jump into that kind of mindset of like, cool, this is my first time, let's go. Um, and, and I find myself never getting sick of, at times, the same story. Um, but that passion is definitely, you know, comes from purpose, which is deep within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you started Thank You when you were 19 years old. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, 19. So that's a long time now to be really, you know, putting 110% in day in, day out, like, uh, I can imagine what you're saying. You're getting it, you know, every now and then it gets really hard because you've been giving everything for so long. And so, like, what do you find, I guess, helps you with your health and how? what do you do to look after yourself? Yeah, look, it's a, a good question. Um, and I'm working on my eating. In fact, Kate, I think when we caught up and, you know, you were sharing your story and I was definitely inspired by it. I'm pretty sure I ordered a bowl of chips. I'm just like going deep. Chips <laughs> has been one of my secrets to my success of being hot chip. Um, but I, I'll be honest, like for myself and, um, and my co-founder, Justine, who is also my wife, um, we're married and have been working together since we were 19 and uh, she was 21. I did pretty well. Um, and we, we've been working together, but we didn't always get the balance right. Um, for many years, we didn't. In fact, you know, we talk pretty openly about how about a year and a half ago, 
sort of 10 years into our journey and both of us went on our own kind of burnout, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. like you know, we're all passion, all energy, um, and you go so hard because you want to and because you have to. I think a lot of people underestimate yeah. what it is to lead, to start something or to lead anything. It takes every part of you. And I think we didn't get the balance right. Um, and so we found ourselves burning out health-wise, energy-wise, even in our minds. Um, and as we reset, we had to really think about, you know, time, the one resource you cannot buy, the most limited thing we all have and really re-engineer stuff um, from mm-hmm. things like travel. So our travel schedules are different. We still have demands and flights around the world, but um, the last year and a half we changed up the, the, the travel plans and instead of being frequent travellers every single week, we put it into blocks. So blocks of travel, blocks of rest. One day a week for us is our sacred kind of, you cannot even mention the word thank you on that day. You know, like it is off. Yeah. And in place, the <laughs> kind of help us get through, um, you know, and, I, you know, it, it is literally the daily discipline, I think, is where the game is won and lost. And I think we'd all like it to not be that. We'd like it to be something maybe bigger and at times easier, but it's literally how you mm. go to bed, how you wake up. Uh, and they, that sets the tone for, for everything. Do you have an alternative yeah. word then if you can't say thank you? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we can still show gratitude. Uh, Cheers, mate. But, Cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say personally for you, you said that you've got a bit more of a focus on your eating. What does a day of your food look like now? Well, look, about, probably about two years ago, I think I figured out that I got a whole bunch of issues with dairy. So for me, I'm dairy-free. Mm-hmm. Um, also got off gluten about a year and a half ago. I mean, that, that coincidentally, those two things rule out pretty much most of my favorite food except for hot chips. Um, and so, um, you know, it was really interesting, you know, trying to remove something like dairy, which it turns out is in so many things that you assume, like, why would you put milk in this? But it made me start to think more about my food, you know, the choices I'm making and plan. You know, I feel like it was still got a bit of a way to go in this, particularly if you were to audit my greens intake. I think, Kate, you'd be disappointed. Jimmy, but but I can get that, you know, (laughs) I'll get that. So what do you eat? What's the morning routine for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? What do you have for dinner? Breakfast is porridge, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, most mornings, um, porridge and a coffee. Uh, I was off coffee for two years. And what's your milk? Uh, Almond. Mm. And you guys are specific. We are digging deep here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we like. <laughs> I have blueberries on top, um, you know, most Good. times. So you get specific. Uh, lunch, lunch mm, depends on the day and where I am. Um, but love uh, sushi. Um, if I'm in, in, in near work, sushi's good. Or um, kind of eggs on toast. Um, eggs on toast yeah. with avocado. Um, they're my go-tos. And, uh, and then dinner. Dinner is, like, my favourite dinner is pretty simple, but it's um, sort of meat, um, potatoes, um, and, um, you know, greens. So, you know, I, I've got many variations of that I can do. Um, <laughs> you know, chicken. And, but the potatoes, look, I, w- I will say I use the word potato loosely. They do edge on chip. Like, they have quite <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. 
<laughs> Who doesn't love potatoes in all different Man. forms? Mm. So good, so good. Are you a cook? No, like, like I can cook. I can cook dinner. Um, I can cook. I can cook some food. I feel like in our family, Justine is like she progresses our family in food. So she like she'll try something new. She'll do some amazing recipe and nail it. And I feel like that moves our family forward. But I, I'm kind of like a few rungs back. Um, trying to keep it simple. But um, I can. I, I can cook some food. Jimmy's a whiz on the air fryer. You go look at his Instagram. There is nothing he can't cook in the air fryer. Unbelievable. We got an air fryer and, and it is, Ooh. you know, it is, yeah, it's good. The chips get a good I bet you haven't tried fryer. roasting all yet. He does everything, like literally full meals. He does eggs in there, all sorts of weird and wonderful wow. things. Okay. Um, I'll check it out. I'm kind of obsessed with just challenging myself of not using anything else but the air fryer. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Uh, I should write a book. Um, speaking of books, like I want to talk about the crazy things that um, Thank You has done as a as a brand for marketing. Um, yes, I was just about to mention the book, Chapter One. You wrote it sideways. My fave. It's just one of yeah. the, um, you know, people might say bizarre, crazy yeah. things that you've done. And, you know, your, your marketing campaign of flying a helicopter above the Coles and Woolies head office with, um, with begging them to have for a meeting uh, and things like this. Who comes up with this stuff, you know, and, and what's the meeting like around that? What's the headspace you're in to go, look, we've got to do this thing to get people's attention? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have some great meetings, some great kind of brainstorm moments. Um, you know, most of our campaigns and most of our things that seem to get attention and get people talking come from a problem. Mm-hmm. So often we'll be faced with a problem. So in the book market, for example, you, you can't stand out. There's millions of books. Yeah. How do you get cut through when you don't have the budget? That's the problem. Uh, with the supermarkets, it's they have 40,000 products on shelf. Mm-hmm. It's hard for space. You need millions of dollars to turn up and play the game. We don't have that. We've been failing to even get meetings for years. Like it was, so, so these are the problems. And then I think one of the values we have at Thank You is solutions focus. And so we sit back and kind of, we love this term blue sky and we start to blue sky, like what if, or how could you, um, you know, that Justine and I were driving in the car one day down the, the freeway and we're talking about book, um, the book and how does it cut through. And uh, we were just talking about, imagine if you flipped it, could you flip it? Mm. And we got, like we kind of got talking about the imagine people reading the book the wrong way and the visual cut through and imagine how uncomfortable it would feel for the reader. Yeah. And by the end of that card trip with zero testing or zero market data, we were 100 we're doing it. <laughs> um, because the idea was so powerful. And then we researched and there were no books that had been flipped in one or got a bestseller. And we're like, that's fun. But we, we love pushing the boundaries and, and challenging the way things have been done before. I think it's in our DNA, but it comes from solving a problem. Um, the helicopters around the supermarket at office, is solving the simple problem of, but how do you get these big companies to notice you? Now, so the, we did have a brainstorm. Uh, someone came up with an idea around getting a sign out the front. So like hold a sign up in front of the head office. And then someone else said, well, wouldn't the security guards kick you off the lawn? And I think Justine was like, what about a helicopter? And and oh it was in that moment we said, yes. We had no budget, no idea how to even do that, but we chased that stuff. We love it. My, my favourite read in that part of the book is the trouble that you get in when that phone rings. And I know that feeling because Janine has taught me never ask for permission 
Just ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I do stuff like that all the time and my team absolutely quiver. They're like, no, and I'm like, just (laughs) do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? And I can imagine that feeling. I'm reading the book and I'm laughing because I'm like, what is going to happen on the other end of the phone? And when they get on the phone, they tell you off and you're like, oh, well. Yeah. And then they call back and they took you in. So good on you. Yeah, and it's interesting, right? It's interesting because we live in like society is pretty good at like here's what's normal and here's what's comfortable mm-hmm. and here's how you do it. And then there's these great stories and thank you, we find ourselves stumbling into it from time to time where when you push the boundaries, yes, it can be annoying. Yes, it can upset the, the, the system a bit or the status quo. But at the end of the day, humans love it. I think we all love a story of yeah. boundaries being pushed. Um, <laughs> For the right reason. You know, we, lo- we love it when yeah, it's for, for the right reason. Of humanity and, and, and that's for us, is, you know, we think there's a good founding of the disruption we do. And there's a great line in one of the documents that our team have written around our brand um, and loosely it says something like we don't, uh, we don't try and stand out. You know what, I've completely forgot it, but the essence of it is that yeah. it's for, for purpose. There is a reason we're yes. trying to disrupt. Um, and I think that's really critical. It definitely so good. It definitely worked. Um, I want to I want to know about your family. Look, you work yeah. with your co-founder and your wife, and you were nineteen when it all started, and twenty one, like you said, and you have pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and then a, a little human came into your life. How yeah. has <laughs> how has children changed work, changed life, changed everything? Yeah. Well, it, first of all, it did change everything. Um, and I was, you know, pretty convinced it wouldn't. And then the, look, probably the biggest thing is that our son Jedediah, so he was born four and a half years ago. And it was just after the chapter one, after, before chapter one book launch. But it, what it really did was it started to kind of shine this mirror up on like priorities mm. and on what is really important. And this stuff sounds kind of cliche, but I think I found myself having these moments where I'm, thinking, wow, like this is going to ripple. Like what I say next matters. Um, this is so awkward. But <laughs> so, so, okay, so when Jeff was born, he has these, this amazing curly hair and everyone's like, wow, where does Jeff get his curls from? Now, so, so I hid my curls successfully for like my whole life. Like we're talking like 20, 20 like years, right? I've hidden my curls. Anyway. Um, and, and if you're wondering how to h- hide them, either a hat, short hair, and then I started progressing to the hair straightener. So, yeah. Nice. So Love it. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, I was in deep, right? I'm like avoiding rain. Like, this is how deep I'm in. <laughs> and then, then, then Dad's born. And then all these people are like, where, where do you get, like, he get his curls from? And my wife, Justine, she would say, oh, from Daniel. Um, he straightens his hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm like, babe, you've got to stop doing this. She's like, but I love the look on your face every time I tell someone. Like, oh, so, my goodness. So, so anyway, I've, I've kind of come out. I'm, I'm curly. Um, I've, I've embraced it. But, like, that was a moment where Jed was, I know, like two years old. He picks up this little hair straightener that uh, a hairdresser has given me, and he wants to use it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Your hair looks, looks great. And I'm thinking, at what point did I start telling myself, no, nah. yeah, you're not good enough. That that doesn't look good. Change who you are, and then uh, it was it was a moment, mm-hmm. but it was significant. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that parenthood can do is it starts to make you question things that matter. Um, you know, we've travelled a bit more as a family. Last year, we travelled to America. Um, it sounds cool. It was cool. 
We did go to Disneyland. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. But it costs a lot of money yeah. to travel. Oh, like, yeah. And you're like, this doesn't, this doesn't even close to work. But then what do I value? Yep. Like money, family, time. And this is the thing. And, and the challenge to myself is to, you know, put family first. Sounds cliche. But as soon as you start attaching dollars and time to that, it is a sacrifice, but that's been probably the biggest biggest thing for us. Yeah. I love that. The holidays is my whole reason for working. And my husband's always said that, like, oh, why are we always booking a holiday? If there's a long weekend, apart from the last couple of months, um, we go away. And to the extent where you look at our, the bank account, you're like, where's all our money gone? And it's just all those little long weekends or, you know, shoot up to the Gold Coast for the kids. And, you know, we'll go stay at the SeaWorld Resort or something like that, that when I was a kid, my parents, not in a pink fit, would have stayed anywhere commercial. They never would have gone in school holidays because it was too expensive. But now the rules in school say you're not allowed to take a day off school. Yeah. What about, what about what, you, um, what you feed? What you feed little Jed? Have you, have you reflected on, you know, we talk about food here, health, well-being. I, I feel like when you when you're a parent you got to give someone else food you make better choices for them sometimes you make for yourself yeah well i mean one example of that is so jed is he's off sugar um and Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have sugar and that that was a bit of a discovery for us um because when jed was pretty young he he also had a dairy intolerance so he's been off off dairy for a long Mm -hmm. time um and apparently i had that when i was a kid and so we figured that out but his reaction to sugar is like some kids go high he goes really 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 low yeah right like real low so to the point that about so if he has sugar during the day about one or two a.m in the night he'll wake up right. in fits and he's angry like for 40 minutes like it's it's unbelievable wow. like we watch this thing go down and we're like what is going on and you know, it all trace back it to sugar during the day, these sugar lows and, you know, a bit of research and talking to a few different people, it's, it was a thing. And, and anyway, so we, we tried him off sugar and now he's great. Now he'll go to like a party and they'll bring the cake out and he's like, oh, is that sugar free? I can't have it. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's back <laughs> um, and, and like you sound almost like a psycho when you talk about like living life sugar free or off sugar, but when you look at the effects of it and the design of it mm. and from I look at even some of the industry behind things like, you know, sugar and wheat. You sound like a conspiracy theory guy, but actually some of the drivers of commerce behind what has become really unhealthy eating um, and then, yeah. you know, blocking health effects. Um, it's not quite like the whole smoking is healthy thing, but it's not. It's not too far off at times. There's an interesting study that shows the addictiveness of sugar, and they do it in rats or mice, and they compare a bowl of cocaine with a bowl of sugar, and they let the mice have one, and then they swap them, let them have the other. Then they put both bowls out. The mice choose the sugar over the cocaine. It's more addictive. And you just think, how on earth would we let our yeah. children, you know, uncontrollably have that? And it's not poor parenting. It's actually poor industry, poor marketing, poor government regulation. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, it can't just fall on the parent. Yes, the, the parent has to be in control, but the parent needs to be given the right information to start with. Like, you wouldn't yeah. think that it should be as, as frequent in our food supply. 
Yeah, and I think we're all growing up to realise, like, obviously the word fake news is on trend big time at the moment, but really if we go back even to our childhood, um, the news or the the facts that we were given, some of them were heavily funded by the industries that they benefited. That is bizarre. And it's almost, you sound like a crazy person talking about it, but it's not. It's the reality. And mm. and I think uh, what commerce and business has driven for really bad outcomes, you know, we, we talked about one of these overseas, so something that you saw in a small community that didn't have running water. Can you tell that story again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we this was kind of the founding, I suppose, of thank you was um, realising that, you know, people as young as four and five are walking to collect water for their family. So Jed is four. He's never had to walk kilometres to collect water. But if he did, not only are there risks of him walking and getting hurt or attacked or all of those things, just the fact that he has to walk daily, bring it home, and then it's that water that is full of waterborne disease and can end up killing you. Mm. This is a reality that 773 million people face around the world. So, you know, here I am talking about sugar and sugar is bad, but, like, water yeah. Dirty water is killing. Mm. Children have dreams. They have hope. These are hopes and dreams dying. These are, you know, and 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 that obviously is the founding of thank you is this extreme poverty, and then for us extreme consumerism. Um, that's the two things that we look at and we go, this is not right. One planet, two extremes, yeah. and the whole thank you concept is like, what if, what if we could combine the two? What if this sort of bent on consumerism that we all have, what if that could exist simply for the end of extreme poverty, something that shouldn't exist in our lifetime? And that that's kind of the mission, but it does start with health and it starts with the most basic thing that we all need every single day, which is clean water. But we've turned up to communities that don't have clean water. They don't have access to that, but they have um, little stands and they're selling cans of Coke, uh, Coca-Cola. Yeah. So, you know, you've got the, you know, that product and, and, you know, particularly someone in a developing nation, when something like that turns up, your perception of it may be that that is good for you. That is, uh, you know, that is the drink that, you know, wealthy people drink. And there's a whole bunch of connotations that are just not good. That's the hard reality. And the caffeine and the sugar, that double hit of addictiveness and mm. you know, children consuming that, it's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. It is. Run us through mindfulness. Do you practice this? You've got the pressure of a big company now and everything that you stand for and your job. You're a father um, and amongst everything else, a social life and being a husband, everything. Do you practice any sort of uh, mindfulness? What what brings you down from a busy day? How do you relax? Yeah. So, look, I think one of the big things that, is a rock for for Justine, for myself. I talk about it a bit in Chapter 1, but is, is this idea of faith. Um, you know, meditation has been a big part of our journey, um, and that's come from this faith context, this belief that we are not uh, alone, that we, we didn't just sort of appear, that we were created. Um, this, this thing for us is really personal, but it's also really grounding. The best way I could describe what faith has done and for us it's been a faith in God but what it's done is it's almost created this posture of humility like I'm not king of everything like I'm just you know, it, it, there's a there's a humble reality to it and you feel uh, like for me that 
yeah, I'm taken care of, I'm looked out for, I'm not, not alone, which, to be honest, yeah. leadership, leadership is an incredibly lonely journey. Yeah, people talk about the CEO, the job being the most lonely job on the planet, which most people kind of go, well, how is that possible? You're around everyone and all the activity and all the people. But that is in part the problem. It becomes a jail cell. It becomes a trap. It's you've got to, 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 you know, to a board or to the public or to the press or to different team members. You've got to be this sort of pillar of hope and strength, but you might be crumbling on the inside. And so for us, that faith has just felt like we're not walking this journey alone. Mm-hmm. And so out of that, like the practice of like prayer and quiet, I mean, turning the phone off, turning the noise off and just sitting and being. One of the things that has got me through is a thing that I call a blue sky day. And it's just a term that I've thrown to getting away from it all. Um, So I'll go out one day a fortnight, booked out in my diary. You can't book a meeting in there. And I go out into the mountains or into the bush, um, pen, paper. And it's a time of reflection, a time of prayer. To be honest, sometimes it's a time of me just screaming, I quit. (laughs) I hate (laughs) it. It's a place where also I can dream again and write. and, 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 And some of the best ideas come from that clarity. And I heard once upon a time that 3M, the company that make everything, and even Apple talk about Blue Sky as a kind of a, a management practice and the idea of clearing the noise and just you know, almost looking at the blue sky, but allowing yourself to be limitless and free and let ideas drop. And so for me, that is a huge part of, you know, what I try and practice fortnightly is, is literally eight, eight hours put aside for that um, daily practice of grounding, uh, of, of quiet, yeah, has has got us this far and certainly now is like, you know, it's it's more important than any email that will come through mm. than any podcast or meeting because mm. you will crumble um, if you haven't got the foundation strong. And do you use exercise as an outlet or is it what else? Um, so besides wow. your quiet, is there- I should. I feel like exercise is on the 2020 list of like, get this sorted. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, COVID has, 19 has been interesting. Like we've been, Justine and myself and Jed have been doing a walk. I'll say every second day, but borderline every day. Uh, it's about three wow. and a half, okay. Um, and that, in fact, we're going to go for a walk after this. Um, but that has been really, really good. Like, you know, we're all kind of locked up in at home and it's it's hard, but that walk has been probably the best thing that's happened and one of the habits that we want to keep uh, beyond this. So, and, and, look, I do work out a little bit, like, real short, 15 minutes, a um, yep. couple times a week. I just try and get the body moving. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all it takes anyway. But the walk is, that's the important thing. It, it, to me, it's being outside, it's the fresh air and it's a vitamin D, like letting the sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, go in through your eyes and just sort of fill your body in. That's really important too because in a normal working week outside of COVID, most of us are locked down in an office without much sunlight, fresh air, all those sorts of things. And then we wonder why, you know, our brains aren't as happy as they could be if we're not getting those essential nutrients from the sun. And as hard as this is, the whole COVID thing, I I mean, I'm sure you guys are thinking the same, but I think it's going to reset the world in a hard way but in a good way. Um, You know, I think we've... It's making us all think about our priorities, um, what's important. I mean, I've even, I'm getting about two hours a day back from travel. I didn't really think about 
but you know that's 10 hours in a week that i'm actually really enjoying rapid fire questions here before we let you go favorite food i mean i have a feeling that it could be chips (laughs) i i Help me get off it. Like, help, but it is, it is my favorite. <laughs> sauce? Do you have a sauce yeah. preference? Um, like, tomato sauce is good for me. Ketchup, I keep it pretty simple. Drink? Alcoholic or non alcoholic or whatever? Just a, a favorite <laughs> beverage? Non alcoholic. Oh, I was good with coffee. Yep. Almond. 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 <laughs> I hope you buy the protein, um, protein-boosted protein almond milk at home. Oh. Good tip. Ooh, I'll take the tip. Because it doesn't I'll have a lot of protein tip. otherwise. But So a lot of the coffee shops will use, you know, whatever. But at home, try and get one with added protein, particularly if your little one is having it too. Oh, we're always looking for a tip of what to watch um, or listen to. <laughs> Entertainment for yourself. And Justine, at night time, do you, do you watch something? Yeah, I mean, we just finished the series. Was that After Dark? It's like a, a new Apple things on Apple TV. Is like Home After Dark. It's kind of cool. It's like yep. a true story. Anything that's a true story, I mean, I'm like, cool. same uh, love. Yeah. Last night, watched 1917 the movie. Have you guys seen that? Um, mm. That's pandemic stuff or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No. 1917 is a. It's it's filmed in one take, and it's a true story. Oh. It's a war film. It is epic. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Even if you know it's awesome, it write is that one down. Yeah, I watched a few things on the making of that, but I haven't seen it, and it's truly amazing. Music, what kind of music do you listen to? Ooh, I listen to a lot of, uh, like, kind of cinematic, like, music, so, like, no words, just to, yeah, right. like, I work, pretty much work to music the whole time. Love, like, Icelandic stuff, like, right. um, you know, Ross, a whole bunch of stuff, but anything without words that I can just work or write to. Love it. I like that. Was that advice from someone or just something you discovered? Uh, I think something I discovered. Yeah. yeah, So put music, music on and write. It's not for everyone. And there are times where I'll like do a really good session of work and writing and realize I didn't have music on. And then I question everything. Should I not have music on? So like, I'm like, I'm going to figure out what's better. But um, I feel like it doesn't help. Uh, nice. Are you reading anything at the moment? Um, not right now. I should be. When's chapter two coming out? It's a good question. I always kind of had in my mind this idea of 2022 or 23, which everyone's like, what? That's too long away. But I also believe that, look, most of them get a chance to write two books, particularly about the same story, um, mm. you know, and, and so this idea is it's written chapter by chapter, but we think that every book has to have enough meat in it not just content yeah. but actual advice and also like we have to have lived it before we can give it so that takes time and you've got to learn and reflect and all of that too so everything that you've mentioned on the podcast today and what you're going through in a couple of years time that's all learnings and you can give the advice and the tips then too well thank you so much for joining us really wrapped to have you on the show today and i'm sure our listeners will get a lot out of it you can find you on instagram i think it's got my age in it which is kind of awkward now but it's a daniel <laughs> or just daniel flynn 88 oh it's daniel um, flynn 88 i found it <laughs> is that okay cool yeah. <laughs> But if not, follow Thank You Oz um, or Thank You NZ from New Zealand. Um, we've got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, plug some products because you've got baby stuff and you've got what <laughs> else? Got if anyone's interested. Um, awesome. Yeah, so, well, you know, we've... Um, but look, the next, next year and a half for us is going to be really interesting as we take this idea kind of leaps and bounds beyond where it is today. So follow us online and help us get to the future. That'd be cool. 
We love that. You can visit thankyou.co as well for more information about Daniel and thank you. And we thank you for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Catch up. This episode of Eat Yourself Better is brought to you by BeFit Food Australia. Eat Yourself Better is brought to you by BeFit Food. Join the winter 28-day challenge and lose between 5 and 10 kilos in just 28 days.